0: Welcome to episode number three of Battered Herons. I am your host Daniel Granada, along here with uh, my two co-hosts Benjamin Borges <laughs> and Mr. Christian Duran. We're gonna kick it off by uh, going over this unfortunate game we just went back. We just went through here in Orlando, but before I get into that, let's see how
1: you guys are doing over here. Ben, how you been, man? Good, man. Good. Uh, listen, I'm glad I didn't listen to you and uh, go to this. Three-hour rain delay of a game, that would have been madness, bro. It was two hours. So it was two hours. Two hours. Uh, no, I round up, bro. I round up. It was two hours and 17 minutes. I know because I have two hours and 17 minutes recording of them just talking about the rain delay on my YouTube TV. I know exactly how long it was.
0: And Well, actually, I, I, and with up, that, Chris? I'll throw it over to Chris because Chris, I also tried to convince Chris to go to the game. And he also yep. refused and didn't go, which I'm assuming he's happy about now.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely. Well, let me tell you one thing. I noticed in the Orlando broadcast is that they're that they're not as homey as I anticipated. Their coverage is 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 kind of in the middle when it comes to like covering the opposing team. They give some respect to Inter Miami on on the broadcast, so I, I give them a lot of credit for that. So,
0: and why were you watching it on the Orlando
2: broadcast? Well, because I had no other choice. I had to download the Orlando app. I mean, I deleted it immediately. But that was okay. the only way I was able to watch it from Orlando. You
0: know, STDs are yeah, very I contagious, watched. right? You you make sure you get that virus off your phone <laughs> immediately. I did. I had to watch it on the, all Orlando, the Ruon, on the Orlando and all the Ruan that came like with the... it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I had to watch well, it on the Orlando cast. It, before we get into the Orlando Miami game, the Sun Classico, as some past Clasico, which I, I like. Somebody coined that on Twitter. I forgot exactly who it was. Some other people call it the Sunshine Classico. Whatever it may be. This past week, we had um, El Classico here in Florida. It was unfortunate, the outcome. But before we get into that, I want to get into some stuff that happened during that rain delay that we were just talking about. Now, obviously, if you mix liquor, passionate fans, and a two-hour rain delay where you're bored and trying to find some way to entertain yourself, things might happen. right? We had some tempers flaring. Me and Chris have a friend that's uh, part of Vice City. He sent them some interesting videos. And, you know, after the game, we get on Twitter. Well, I got on Twitter. And I saw a lot of Orlando fans going ahead. And they uh, they weren't very nice, I guess is the best way I could put it. They were referring to everybody from Miami as criminals and hooligans. And, you know, take that L down south and blah, blah, blah with your criminal asses. All that other good stuff. Now, I take offense to this. Should everybody be because, in Orlando is getting canceled. Everybody. But yeah, well, because I think it was, it was I think it's a little over the top to call everybody a criminal just because we retaliated, right? If you watch some of the videos that I posted on Twitter, for the most part, the supporters in Miami were having a good time jumping up and down, saying whatever they were saying, keeping themselves entertained for two hours. I mean, what else are you gonna do? But then you had Orlando fans on the second floor throwing beer at them. Now, I understand that if you're from Orlando and somebody throws beer at you, maybe you just lick your cheeks and then just walk the other way. And that's it. That's what you do. And that's fine. If that's how you do it over there in Disney World, that's fine. But in Miami, if you come and you approach somebody, although we didn't instigate it, understand that there will be consequences. All right. That doesn't make you a criminal. That doesn't make you a hooligan you just don't take people's shit so i just wanted to bring that up and i wanted to just cement the fact that no i don't think that they were criminals or hooligans i i I don't condone let me preface everything by saying i don't condone fighting in stadiums i think it's dumb i think fighting over a sporting team is is stupid it's a waste of money literally but if you're gonna come and you're gonna throw beer at me understand that there are repercussions so I just wanted to put that out there. I don't know if you guys want to say anything over that, but I did. I was a little annoyed at the way that Orlando was trying to represent the Miami fans that were in their stadium.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, look, uh, I have a long history of witnessing the, that kind of uh, speech about anybody from Miami, right? Like growing up a Miami Hurricanes fan, it's, c- it's kind of what you know. And it's, it's understanding that that's what's going to happen because that's how Miami is viewed. Miami has always been viewed as other. Right, like we're like some other part of Florida. Like we're not, we're not part of this whole thing. Nobody ever goes, yo, man. When I go to Florida, I really want to go to Orlando, unless you got kids or something like that. Like, yo, man, where, where the city at? It's, it's Miami. It's it's that an is... envy that, it's it's an envy. It's an envy that happens. Nobody nobody does, bro. Unless you have kids. No no, and you in your twenties. We're not like yo. I'm going to Orlando just as a grown ass man. You weren't. You weren't doing that. You were like yo. where, where the city at? Where's the clubs? It's an envy that comes. It's an insecurity from them, which is weird, right? Because they've been around so much longer than us. They're like they're they're worried about what we might become, right? So it's yeah, oh, like for you sure. said, like you it, said, for sure, like you said, it's uh, it's this thing where they know where they know we got we're the hot team. Nobody ever they got Kaká twenty years ago, and they had Nani cool, but what we're building here is different, man, and just. And understand, like you said, bro. Like, we might not start it, but we're gonna finish it, bro. You'll you'll all the smoke, man. We're gonna climb up chimneys, like John Moran says. We're climbing up chimneys out here. And to we're be the clear, this not. pot, th- th- this show, oh oh, 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 oh,
0: this show is not condoning violence at the stadiums, just any way, shape form. or cocaine, and anyway, or or cocaine. Oh, hey, okay, never, cocaine. I don't know how we got there, all right, but I never know. Yeah, you just know that there are consequences to your actions and that's it. But no, I we're not condoning that. I mean, look, the way that I look at it is, is,
2: I mean, I think, I think, especially considering that all the Miami fans traveled up to watch the game. I mean, I, I know that you mentioned something during the time that there was the rain delay. It's very difficult when you have two fan bases that are hostile against each other in this rivalry. And they're sitting there for two plus hours Basically waiting for the game to start. Something's gonna pop off at some point, and and then of course Ben, you 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 put the cherry on top when it came to the whole thing, as far as the kind of fans that Miami is versus the kind of fans that Orlando have as well. Where, I mean, they look at Miami guys as, uh, whoa, man, these guys, are, they're looking for the club. They're looking for some cocaine and some booze and getting crazy out here. You know, where's Mickey Mouse when, when, where you need them, you know? And so when you look at fans like that, I mean, they're looking at Miami fans like as irrational. So I could see why they say, oh, well, they're delinquents and things like that. I mean, but. At the end of the day, it's like you said, Danny, if you're throwing beer on me, it, it, we're going to have to throw hands at some point, poppy
0: And, again, I don't want to go too much into this. I just wanted to touch on it to begin the game. I, again, I thought it was uncalled for when they started calling us, you know, hooligans and criminals. I thought it was just, it was just stupid. But um, they did get the last laugh. Now let's get on to the game. Unfortunately, they got the last laugh. I mean, it's... It's unfortunate because I felt like they played a poor game. I felt like, even though it was scoreless, even though they even had more possession, I felt like we created more chances. But in the end, this is the play that kind of uh, changed the outcome. So, Ugh.
1: this is so hard so, to
0: watch. All right, it is hard to watch. Let me start that over. And for those of you just listening to the podcast, we had this cross. Now, as we're watching, pause so it right I'm there. Stop just a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. if you see that cross, was way too easy to get to get that kickoff. Reason being, DeAndre Yedlin was covering. Now, Chris, you brought up something to me earlier that made complete yeah. sense. DeAndre Yedlin shouldn't have been in this play. I mean, at that point, at that point,
2: he ended up getting injured. I don't know if he pulled, a, uh, you know, a calf muscle or something, but he was. You Gramp. could tell that he was injured. I mean, look, DeAndre if, Yedlin in this, in this in this clip, you can see him hobbling over to the ball. Literally, if you look at the clip, if you look at the game, maybe two minutes prior to this moment in time, you saw that he went down for about a minute and change, and he was breathing in pain. I don't know if that's the right word, but we'll just go with it. Uh, Yes, perfect. And so at that point, he got up, and they knew to take advantage of that side because he wasn't going to be able to catch up. And so, you know. Uh, I mean, they they used it to their advantage. I don't know if there was any substitutions available at that point. But, you
0: know, Phil Neville didn't take advantage of that. I believe they might have had one, but I think it was so late into the game. Maybe he didn't have anybody warmed up. I don't know what was happening on the sidelines. But I believe they still had one substitution to go.
2: Listen, at that point, I'm throwing my grandma to play defense because my grandma's (laughs) going to run
0: better than an injured DeAndre Yadlin. Well, and that ball came in, again, it was – the easiest of passes because he had no pressure on him. But if you look in the box right now, there's absolutely no one in the box anywhere near the near side of the post. Just off right. that right there. Oh, brutal. As you it's all pink jerseys. Now, where's the issue there? Well, obviously Damian Lowe with the with the poor play, but the communication. Drake has to call him off. Now, I didn't get to hear the post uh the post-game press presser with uh drake i don't know if he actually called them off or not but there was a lack of communication there obviously now damian lowe played one hell of a game right i used to be on damian lowe's ass in the beginning of the season because he would make a lot of boneheaded plays but he played amazing this game and it was really unfortunate that this game ended up being lost on his foot
1: yeah um so even with the like listening to the orlando broadcast right even the orlando broadcast said it like they were like Man, Damian Lowe's played a hell of a game, and for him to be the reason why they lost, that's tough. That I mean, at that point, the game's over. Like there's not maybe you might get a couple more kicks, but they really didn't make any chances. Didn't weren't really threatening. I think they had one nice little cross that just went through the box towards the end. It's it's a tough way to lose. But look, I watched most of this game, right? And they did they did create the mo- more chances. They were more threatening. Didn't like the starting lineup. I don't like I don't like Bryce Duke up there as like the second. The second striker is just a little weird to set up campana but what i didn't like was that when they uh the broadcast comp like i don't so you watch the inter-miami broadcast i watched the the orlando city right even orlando city they were like i think it was like 15 minutes left oh they go oh it looks like uh inter Miami's is just gonna lock it up now and just wait out to the draw to me i don't that's too much time left for me like i've seen Mer- you know what i mean like Fifteen minutes. You might do that in like in extra time and just shut it down and park the bus or whatever. But fifteen minutes left, you can see they weren't making as many chances toward the end. I just, I expect not. Not. I'm not saying go for the win, but at least control the game, not just defending your box. You know, have a little bit more possession, put it more so on on their side, on their on their third than yours. It just, and mind you, Orlando City for me didn't. I don't remember them having the ball as much, but in those last fifteen when. City when Miami Inter Miami slowed down and it just wasn't the same, the pace felt different. This still came out of nowhere though, out of absolutely nothing. So, well, I th- I I'll, think
2: I, want- I I think when it when it came to the game and the pacing, I feel like Inter Miami controlled the pacing very well. Um, I feel like they attacked, uh, you know, very efficiently every time that they had the opportunity. Uh, I don't like Bryce Duke up front. I feel like he would have been more, you know, um, you know, more effective in the middle. I think that they made that change just based on the fact that they didn't have Iguain. But I guess we'll get to that point in a little bit. Um, listen, you know, I think that Phil Neville made the perfect choice in bringing in Emerson when he did because that just kept the pace going. And Emerson, one of the biggest things that you get out of out of that player specifically is that pace just keeps rolling, if not even better. Um, You know, I felt like the team was hurt a little bit by not having Ari Lassiter available, um, especially since he suffered an an injury in the the game prior. You know, I was read I was watching an interview with Phil Neville and Phil Neville, as far as I could tell, I think he played um, a center back or right back. Uh, as a player in in Manchester City or Manchester United. I'm not sure which one of the two. Um, But he mentioned in the interview that he has had own goals himself. And I think that it seems common for a defender to have an own goal because you're really not always recognizing the players that are behind you. So everything happens in a flash, you know hopefully the goalie can have enough awareness to be able to call off a defender that's in front of him so he can have a clear opportunity to catch the ball but i mean things were happening so quickly that low i mean i've seen him make that play and that thing gets boomed right over the goal it's just about timing last couple minutes of the game it's a shame that it happened to him because he's been playing so effectively in the last couple games you know, one of the best center backs, at least for the last five six games. You know, it's just a shame that it happened to him, and uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, that led to a loss.
0: Well, to what you to what you were just mentioning, he he's been player of the, on the team of the week three out of like the last five or six weeks. He's been playing really well. Um, to uh, you said, so I mean, much, it's I wanted, tough. I wanted to get a couple of those th- those, those those things that you said, Emerson. I don't want to jump around too much, but let's start from the start. This was the starting 11. Now, a lot of people had issues with the starting 11 because, like Ben brought up, Bryce Duke being up there as a striker is just odd. Everybody who saw this, on Twitter at least, they were kind of questioning this formation. Now, this formation started off, but it didn't stay like this very long. I don't know how long they held this formation, but it wasn't long until they changed it up, and it was basically five in the back, right? So what they did is that they moved McVay, uh, Mabika, and Lowe as the three CBs. And Robert Taylor, instead of playing midfield, he ended up playing kind of like a wing back out on the left side, and Yedlin was the right back. So they had babies basically five in the back. And then Bryce Duke moved back to the midfield. Now, this makes a lot more sense. I'm not a fan of playing five in the back. I'm not sure why this is. This is like a tactic that he's using on the road a lot. For some reason, when we play at home, he goes 4-3-3. On the road, he's been playing a lot with the five in the back. Um, I, this, this I is mean, the but, formation but what they went with, huh?
2: But what? But let's think about it clearly. I mean, with the roster that he had available to him, what other striker could he hit? Could he have played at that point? I mean,
0: uh, Iguain didn't what travel mean, with the end team. Iguain didn't travel with the team. Thank God, he didn't travel with the team. He stayed at home doing I don't know what the hell he was doing. But we're good with just Campana up top as a striker. I'm good with with just having one striker and having either Duke or or because for the most part, I don't know how things are gonna change as Pozuelo comes in. But for the most part, we play up the wings. That's why we have so much speed on this team, right? We create from the wings on in. We don't really play up the middle. That's why Emerson is is always in there, just running, just running his ass rampant. off up of the side. Now the issue I have with Emerson cuz I agree with you I think he does change the pace of the game a lot which I like but he's he he's a young player He's a he's young a player. Head. He's you know he, he is, a is? Super he, is he is a Chris guy. What do I mean by a Chris guy? If you ever play FIFA with Chris he chooses a team let's say for example that has a name around there, right? He chooses somebody that has a lot of pace. And he will literally just play with this one guy and refuses to pass the ball to absolutely anyone and will live and die by this one He swears he could take out 11 other guys. That's what, what? Emerson is. Emerson is the living, physical, professional athlete embodiment of Christian Durant. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, I, I'll admit it. And, and if you look up the highlights of that video, you will see. Emerson, instead of taking the easy pass, he sees three defenders. He's like, you know what? I can got somehow him. get through you. I got him. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. So I appreciate what Emerson does because he brings a lot of energy. He gets the ball up the field. But, man, he's got – he's. and there was a water break at some point, the 80th, 90th, uh, 80th, 70th minute, something like that. And they showed Phil Neville, kind of like giving an earful to him because he's like, dude, you got, you got to play smarter. Right, Because he's not helping the team. I think if we have Lassiter running the left wing instead of Emerson, this game might be different. Because Emerson had his chances, but he just made some boneheaded plays. Lassiter has been balling this year.
2: Well, I think – go ahead, go ahead.
1: I I just have a question. If somebody is described as a super bonehead, is that somebody you really want on your team? Because if that's the Chris guy, he goes, oh, he's a super bonehead. Personally, I don't want him on my roster. Right, especially on a, on a game like this, where one player can kill a squad. Right, like you, we see it. We see it in world football. One player can completely kill a squad, if they're like that. it this is not football, soccer is not a game where it's one on one. You can't do it alone. The bet, like you, you just. Can't. I mean, look, this kid is
2: twenty one years old. Okay, and he's got a lot of potential. Okay, this kid has a ton of potential, and with the good plays are gonna come bonehead plays I mean I saw a play myself where he literally tried the nutmeg a guy when it was two on one and and it was just this last game and I'm thinking to myself oh my God Emerson you're an idiot you had <laughs> you had campana cutting right down the middle you couldn't just give him the quick one timer and well, look, uh you know but something I guess but- that's what you got to take with guys like
0: this but that's where we were missing last because the thing is emerson usually comes in late in the games he got in a lot earlier this game i forgot what minute it was early in the second half that he got in so we saw a lot more emerson than we usually do so it's a lot easier to pick on him because he made so many more bonehead plays this game but usually we have uh lassiter which i think is, is great on the left side we usually have robbie robinson but he's out for i don't know is he out for the year i know he's out for a while so we're we're Losing some depth, so Emerson's playing a lot more, and I think that we're suffering because of that. Robert Taylor wasn't he the one that got subbed out for Emerson?
2: Yes, I'd it was. I mean, that. look, I'm not a big fan of I, Robert I, Taylor to begin with. I mean, I, I wouldn't want. I, Neymar, I, I really, Light. Nah, I don't know, man. It's, but he's, light, such bad, he's such a bad. He's such he's such a bad passer. He is such a bad passer, but on he this passes team. though. I mean, he exactly. passes. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not, they're not good. He freaking passed. I remember two games ago, he made a pass straight to the other team, and they scored immediately. I mean, Robert Taylor, from what I've seen as a passer, has not been great, and I'm not a fan of that. Not at
0: all. Well, is there somebody that stood out to you in a positive
1: way this game? You
0: know ben. who's... No, I'll go
1: Ben first. I'm sorry. Uh... I think Bryce Duke always stands out for me, bro. Even him playing a terrible position that he shouldn't have been playing. There's just look, I I watch the game differently sometimes, so I watch it twice, right? Like I watched it like the second the second half and the first half. Like just try his movement. Like again, it's like it's a lot of times like there's a player on the field that's and everybody else, and his movements and his runs into space and like his ability to pick out certain things are just different for me, right? Like. He's the first kid, like, and from, and this is from the Minnesota game, I think it was. Like, just seeing little, just a couple little highlights, I was like, oh, okay. You could just see it, like, it jumps off the screen for you. So, for me, until otherwise, it's always going to be Bryce, Bryce Duke for me. Until maybe issue. Pozuelos comes in, and like, I want to see how they interact because then you have two playmakers and two, you know what I mean? Like, it might be a little different. Now, two different avenues to get the ball to Campana and never Iguain because, sorry. You know what I mean? Like I just I want to I just want to see that interaction, and I think it's it's the first time that I see it. That like, okay, we're starting to see playmakers. We're starting to see some players on this squad. Obviously, it's it's building, right? Like you don't build you don't win your championship in your first year when you're an expansion team. It takes time to build this. Yes, the hype and all the talk got everybody excited, but seeing a player like him, you know what I mean. Seeing sometimes, you know what I mean. Like seeing Campana, I was like, okay, this guy, this guy's. This guy can get it. Like I, I I see the I see the growth and pause. I see the development. Yeah, pause. I see the growth and development of these kids. So yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, it's always gonna be Bryce Duke for me.
0: Well, but the thing with Bryce Duke is that I just he just can't finish. I don't know if you guys were watching that open cup game where they went to penalty kick, a penalty shootout against Orlando. I don't think I've ever seen a poor taken PK than the one that Bryce Duke did.
1: It was- uh Messi against Peru, uh bowl 2013. 2017.
0: Did it get to the net? Because Bryce Dukes, I was questioning if it was even gonna get to the net or to the goalie. Like that's how much force was put into that kick. It was. It was honestly. I, I was. I was so disappointed in that. And since then, I'm like, you know what? I think he's a great passer. I love seeing him in the midfield, but he just can't finish in the, the in the final third. And I think that's why he's gonna lose his spot to Posuero. and he might get in there every once in a while. Let's say we're try we're trailing late, so maybe we take out Mota. And put him in to be a little more offensive. But Bryce Duke, until he starts finishing, he, he's gonna have some issues getting some minutes in the game.
2: I, I think what about it's a, you, Chris? I, I think it's uh, I think if I was to pick a player other than Bryce Duke, because Bryce Duke would be my one A for sure. I think that he's made incredible strides as a midfielder for sure. Um his past he's made really consistent improvements in his game, and you can tell by his improvements how well the team is playing since he's made those improvements. Um, what about
0: this past game, though? Who I mean, look, up,
2: I think... Up until I, the on I goal, think, Damian Lowe was, was doing great. I think the person that, that stood out to me really well was, was Yedlin. I feel like he played very well on both sides of the ball as a defender, and I feel like he pushed the tempo a lot from his side. Uh, I mean, there was maybe two or three big plays where him pushing the tempo could have led to a possible goal i mean it's very hard i would assume for him to come from the back of the defense but i've noticed that even though um phil neville's been setting up more defenders more of a defensive mindset he's had his outside defenders pushing up a little more to help out with the offense and so i've noticed that deandre
0: Yedlin for sure has been part of that package as far as Pushing up yeah, up no, the yeah. field for sure. Yeah, he's not playing the the, the traditional right back. He's playing with the wing back for sure, where he has to run back and forth. He has to be uh, uh, right back and he also be the right wing. And I also noticed that he was making a lot of overlapping runs with with Indiana Vasilev. Now, Indiana Vasilev, that's another one that I like him as a late sub, but that's another one that just loves to just just take everybody out and just just go for glory. I saw a couple of overlapping runs that Yedlin made where Indiana probably could have found them, and he just. He kind of just stuck to his one and, and uh, turned it up the middle. Um, uh, you know, but real quick. No, go ahead.
2: One point I want to mention about Bryce Duke, um, you know, so we can get off of that topic. I really feel bad for Bryce Duke because Bosuelo's going to come in. He's going to take that spot. And I'm really questioning what the development is going to be for Bryce Duke from this point forward. Especially with the fact that we're bringing Pozuelo in to play midfielder, you know, it, is its it going to hurt the potential of this player and Bryce Duke, homegrown? I think, right? You know,
0: no, we got him from LAFC just this past offseason.
2: Okay, his development is going to take a huge toll, you know, and we're talking about a kid that at some point he he wants to earn his minutes, and he's going to be facing up against a huge challenge, and not just Posuelo, but with you know, Jim Mota and, and with uh, and Gregory.
0: Now, there's something that Phil Neville does that I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I really couldn't tell you because sometimes I think it's good, sometimes I think it's bad. Bryce Duke will get his minutes. He's just going to play him out of position. He'll throw him out on the left wing. He'll throw him out on the right wing. He says he wants his players to be able to play multiple positions, which I guess in some ways that's good, but I feel like there's certain players that are just made or or just best suited at a specific Uh, position. So I do think Bryce Duke will still get some minutes. It's not going to be at the attacking midfield because Posada is going to hold that down more than likely, but we'll see where that goes. And I just wanted to touch on real quick on the player that stood out to me the most. I think Drake Callender had a pretty good game. I think he he came and he attacked the ball whenever he saw that it was uh, maybe a possible uh, something was building. He would come out when he needed to. Uh, obviously the lack of communication there with Damian Lowe was was poor, but there was a ball that was maybe in the 80th minute or so where I thought Orlando scored for sure, and I'm not sure where Damian Lowe came in and dove for it, and he blocked it. I think that might have been the only shot on goal for Orlando. But I it think It was on Drake the cross. Calendar, was it? Okay. Well, then Drake Calendar I think has has been one of the best goalies in MLS over the last couple of weeks. Marsman's finally healthy, but I don't think he's going to get back on the field because I think Drake Calendar's been doing a great job holding it down with the Batman mask and all that. I think that uh, that he's that guy. So I just wanted to go over the stats real quick for the game. So let me just pop those up right quick. So it it's obvious, right? The possession was won by Orlando. But, I mean, when you really think about the possession, they were passing it, but they, were, they weren't getting forward. I felt like when Miami, with crazy people like Emerson, they were getting into the final third. Now, did they create anything out of it? I guess not. So I guess it wasn't necessarily all productive. But my, uh, Orlando got the the possession 55 to 45. We had shots on goal 10 to 8 in favor of Miami. Both teams only had one shot on goal. Miami's came extremely early. It was like the third or fourth minute with that Indiana, Indiana uh, shot where I think the goalie might have blocked it with his face. I don't know if you guys caught that. Yeah, for um, sure it was with his face. Yeah, yeah pass accuracy just about the same. 19 fouls for Miami, one yellow card each. For the most part, it was a pretty even game. Really, I felt like nobody really deserved to win that game because it was just pretty bad all over round. Yeah, it had but a draw.
1: It had a draw written all over it for sure.
0: It did. It did. It had your typical derby draw. Right? Cuz yeah. all the derby games are unless it's LAFC against LA Galaxy, all derbies across the world are just hard-fought, low-scoring games. And that's what it just felt like it was going to be. Yeah. But now we dropped this point Orlando got it, and we're back down to 10th place. Now, luckily, we still have a game in hand on most teams, but we're still on the outside looking in, and even if we get a win against Philadelphia coming up, we're still going to be out of that. Yeah, we still would be at most eighth seed. So we still got some some ways to go before we get into the playoffs. What are you thinking about this, Chris? I mean, Orlando jumped up, I think, three
2: seeds from this win. Uh, they jumped up, I believe, three seeds. We dropped down, I think, two two seeds, uh, just on this loss. It's it, this game was huge. I mean, if we would have at least walked away with a point, we wouldn't be hurting as much as as we are now.
1: Yeah. Uh, look, it was it's a tough game, man. It's that that was such a hard loss. It, it felt like one of those losses. Like mind you, we still have what is it? 15 16 games left in the season but it feels like one of those losses where like it could come back to haunt you when you're already For on sure. the outside on the outside looking in so it and to lose to your rival like that like because look you got huh, and you got Philly next that's number two i don't know man i look i'm not i don't want to be the pessimist but that that loss hurt me bro like just the the way to lose that game. We're like, oh, you get a draw. Look, you, you're not that far out of it. You kind of maintain your space. But, man, that, that loss hurt me, bro. I can't even front. That was like I would have been livid if I wanted to. Like, I would have been hurt, dog. <laughs> I, I, I would have been hurt. Don't ask me if I'm all right. I'm hurt, dog.
2: I'm hurt. Listen, dude. I I think that this loss, depending on the outcome of the next couple games, is going to be either that loss that pushed Inter-Miami to move up or that loss that catastrophically dropped
0: the team. Because – go ahead. I will tell you that last year we went on a crazy run during the summer. We were on a crazy run and we had – I don't know how many games where we hadn't dropped any points. We had either a, a draw or a win for the majority of the summer. And then the Red Bulls came to town and they beat us. And that started a straight avalanche. And we just started losing. And we went from like, I want to say like the fifth seed in the playoffs to not even a chance by the last week of the season. So you're right. One of these losses could just spiral your your season out of control because it happened last year. And I wouldn't doubt that there's this a good chance, unless they quickly salvage against Philly, that this could start again this year.
2: Let me ask you guys a question because I feel like the elephant in the room here is Gonzalo Higuaín. And He's I don't enough. know, man. I have a very different opinion Literally. about him. Literally the and elephant in the room. <laughs> I have a very different opinion about him and maybe it's just because I don't know enough of soccer, but I feel like, is it even possible? And you you guys tell me what you think. Do you think it's even possible possible for iguain to i mean to play the midfield you really have to put in a lot of minutes and play good defensively uh, is it even possible to have him play the mid? because he's in he to me in the last two games that he played he's been pretty good he's been able to set up little spots where we've had advantageous uh attacking points so to me i feel like he's a, a huge asset but would it be too far fetched to, to ask for him to
0: play midfield or something? I think going into this year, they gave they gave they gave him that opportunity, right? They they've played him and Campana at the same time uh, sometimes, and and he has been getting back, winning balls on the other side of the field. But there's a couple things about Iguain, not just his um, stamina, his physical appearance. But I feel like his personality just doesn't – I think that's what started rubbing me and other fans the wrong way immediately. It's just the way he acts because you want somebody like that with that much experience, with that big a name that people maybe even look up to you when you come play with them. For him to act the way he does on the field, it yells everything but leader. I'm going to play this clip back, okay? Now, the clip that we showed earlier, the, the, the own goal, I want you to watch this back. And I want you to tell me if you notice something at the very end of this play. He just scored a goal. Now, do you see absolutely anybody throwing their hands up or yelling at Low or anything like that?
2: No. No, nothing, nothing. If no.
0: anything, I saw Calendar. Although he might have messed up, maybe Low messed up. He was disappointed. He went up to Low, tapped him in the butt, and said, "It's mm-hmm. all good. Keep your head up. Let's go. We still got two or three minutes." Iguain doesn't do that right? Iguain is not a leader, okay? So just based off of his personality on the field, I feel like positivity and negativity are transformative. I feel like if you give somebody a lot of positivity, it's almost contagious, right? You can get other people to be contagious, positive also, but I feel the same way about negativity. If you are a very negative person, I feel like the negativity spreads. And I feel like that's what that guy brings to the field. So I don't want that guy anywhere near the locker room. I understand that he has to be here for the rest of the gear, but please keep him off the field.
1: Please. So, so Chris, to answer your question, um, look, there's different kinds of leaders, right? Like to, to Danny's point, there's different kinds of leaders. There's like the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, who punch their teammates in the face. But you, you can't be that guy when you've never been that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he's never been the reason at any of his clubs the reason why any any of them have succeeded. He's just always been a guy on that roster. Right? But he came over with that I played at Juventus, I played at uh Real Madrid, I played so he came with it. but he he was never a guy that like, yo man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Higuain's jersey. Right? I'm he's never been that, right? Like he's never been somebody who to us was like in the top 100 of soccer players. Right? But like he came over like, "Oh, you should be thankful I'm here." Yeah, you know I'm, what I'm saying majorly, so like, but yeah, yeah, but again, I mean, I, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I but, mean, uh, hold on, like, one second, let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. So that's the problem. Like, he came. Yes, he can do good things and good good moments because he's he is a good soccer player. He's a really good soccer player. I'm not taking anything away from, him. but his attitude and his energy was is, yeah, was is contagious, right? Like in a negative way. Like he's never. He's just never been that. I've look and I've, I'll put my bias. I've never liked him, right? Regardless of his performances, I've just never been a fan of him. Weight or not weight, look, I'm nobody to criticize anybody's weight. I'm fat too, you know what I'm saying? But in that sport, big fat is different. In that sport, 15 pounds can be the difference of you never playing again. Like we saw that with our with our club and Eden Hazard. When you're like 150, but 165, your calves and your hamstrings don't hold up. Your weight is very different in that sport, unlike any other. So you can't show up out of shape and then be like, "Oh, I can show up and just smoke. Let me smoke a cigar and be good. Don't worry about me. I'm, I'm golden. I'm, you know what I mean." Like he just can't, he can't come in with that. To me, he has the body of a center, a center like a, a CDM more than a striker, but he can't keep up that pace and be that tough. That's my rant.
2: Well, and it's and it's funny because the the issue at hand is in the last game I overheard in the post game interview with Iguain where he basically said, I need more minutes. I need more minutes. And they asked, one of the reporters asked him, do you think you didn't get enough minutes because are you hurt? Are you injured? And he says, I'm not injured. I just need more minutes to warm up into where I need to go back to. And for that. But you know what's crazy, though, is that he needs more minutes. He wants to go back. He's not injured. But then he didn't show up to the Orlando game. So that speaks volumes in terms of where Iguain is with this team. That, to me, said more than anything in this whole game. Did they announce or make an excuse as to why he wasn't there? Uh, I heard one of the broadcasters on the Orlando broadcast state that it was uh, medical related or injury related. I'm not sure which of the two. Uh, but but I did hear that it was related to like uh like some sort of an injury or medical thing that he didn't go with the team.
0: Okay. Well, now leaving this Orlando loss behind, right? It's, it's done. We'll see them again on September 4th, I believe, and I'm sure it'll be fun once the supporter groups come and sit right next to us, Chris. All right. We got so Philadelphia things. coming up. Well, oh, I guess this randomly popped up, but I guess we'll talk about this right now also. We got – the power rankings from ESPN we are ranked 17th now they always have a little splurge right on the on the bottom it says no Miami player had more touches more attempts passes or more completed passes than Damian Lowe which is what makes that loss even more brutal being on his foot because he played his ass off we are ranked 17th we I believe we dropped in the rankings but we're not 30th right Actually, there's not there's not 30 teams take that back uh yeah, I know what I'm talking about. Please don't 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 judge me. I think We got Philadelphia. No, that's no, not 32. No, I was about to say 32, but forget it. <laughs> we got Philadelphia coming up. Now, did anybody see that Philadelphia scoreline coming up? Or did I just pass this past week? I did not. I missed that. Okay. Oh, that, Chris, you, you like know what? Fill, in. Fill, him in. fill him in. Fill him in. Fill him in on what he missed.
2: You missed Philadelphia basically shitting on New England. It was New England they played, right? And they they basically scored seven goals. Uh, It might have been DC. New England. Who cares? Whoever they played doesn't matter. They scored seven goals, and I believe they really had the the opportunity to score
0: like twelve in total. So yeah. That's what, yes. in yes. space it, was, it was it 7-0. It was D.C. United. And obviously, D.C. United was down so bad that they just hired Wayne Rooney to be their coach. So that's how bad things have gotten over there in D.C. Um, and, and I'm not joking. He really is coming back to be their coach. Uh, and just to put it out there, Julian Carranza, we loaned him out to Philadelphia. He got a hat-trick this game. And I believe they pulled him early also. He could have gotten more. Now, he's loaned out, but they have an option to buy for like, I forgot, it's like chump change. So there's a good chance that we don't see him again. Um, but we have them coming in, 7-0. How you feeling about this game, Chris, now that you saw uh, Philly in action? I mean, it's not good. I
2: mean, uh, Philly scored seven goals, I mean, pretty handedly. Uh, like I said, and the worst part is, is that watching those highlights... And you got to watch the highlights, Ben. Whenever you get the opportunity after the show, um, you're gonna see that they literally had the opportunity to maybe score somewhere between ten to twelve goals easily. Easily, it was it was an embarrassment. If I was a DC fan, and you're talking about you're talking about a team that, I, I, like you mentioned, they're second in the Eastern Conference, uh, but but only by default because they played, I think, a, a game less. Than uh, the Red Bulls, so in reality, they're actually matched up thirty three points apiece each. So, uh, wow, that's
0: pretty crazy, brother. I was just looking it up. We've played them six times. We haven't played them this year. We got they beat us three times. We beat them once. We have two draws. And uh, I mean, but today marks a hundred days since the last time Inter Miami lost at home. So we've been hot at home, right? We have the worst road record in the league, but we have—I well, don't want to say the best—but we are hot at home. So that's in our favor. I'm hoping that Iguain doesn't see the field this week. Are you looking? Are you looking for absolutely anybody different in the lineup next week? Or I'm sorry, not next week on Wednesday, Ben.
1: Uh, I'm looking to see more four-three-three. I'm like—I want to jump back to what you said earlier. I don't—I'm not—I've never been a fan of the five at the back because you're gonna have a situation like look if you don't have five at the back and you have Yellen just playing a straight up right back you don't have him running back and forth maybe he covers that that cross and I mean instead of having to do overlapping runs over and over. So I've never been a fan of five in the back. Uh is there a chance is this the game that we get to see come in on or is there still issues with his uh visa with, with Canada and all that? So the the new
0: French we got Corinthis Jean... Oh, First of all, they call him Coco for some reason, so that's probably easier. I mean, so Coco Jean, yeah. Yeah, uh, he's having issues with his work visa, as is Pozuelo. They're saying that they're working on both of them. Um, supposedly, there's a good chance that we see Coco before we see Pozuelo, but neither one of those is going to be until next week. So so don't count on seeing them either this week or or this weekend uh, either. So the next two games is probably almost for sure they're going to see either one of them. Uh, which is disappointing because I really want to see how this team does playing up the middle, because I feel like since we play up the wings so much, we rely a lot on players like Emerson and uh, and Indiana to create for us. And sometimes they're they're not the best playmakers at times. They can create for themselves, but sometimes they make some boneheaded plays. Um, but super they, boneheads. So the, the what, what are you looking forward to this game? Anything you want? Anybody you want to see? You want to see Emerson back? You want to see Emerson back in that lineup, don't you, Chris? I really don't. <laughs> I really don't. I want to see Lassiter
2: come back for sure. I mean, Lassiter to me in in the last couple of games that he's played before the injury, he's a very tactical player. He he's not like a he's not like Emerson, where it's just go 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 and go crazy and try to nutmeg two players at the same time. He's a very strategic player. If he sees that he doesn't have the opportunity, he dishes it back out. Um, and, and I think that that's what's necessary in this team. One of the things that I'm not looking forward to, to be honest, is sort of the tango in the midfield. I think that these next couple games, I think it's a good thing that these two players that we just signed aren't coming because those guys really got to hit the wall, but really, really fast because their positions are up. I mean, in my opinion, um, you're talking about Uyoa. He's gonna be out of the count as far as in the rotation, because to me Bryce Duke goes over him. Gene Mota, to me, I mean Gene Mota's been okay. He's not like the greatest. He was he's, he was hyped up when he first got here, but he hasn't lived up to the hype yet. At, like Gregory, he's been really good defensively. He's been pretty good offensively. So for me, he's the only one that is actually with a solidified position in the midfield. Everybody else. That position's up for grabs, and as far as I know, Coco is not a midfielder. He's a striker,
0: so I don't know whether he's going to be taking one of the wings. Uh, he he you plays know. out in the wing, also. He plays out in the wing, also. So I think they have him as a as a hybrid. They could put him in as a sub for Campana if necessary, but he plays out in the wings.
1: Yeah, go so ahead. That, ben. that brings my hope in of never seeing Egwene on the pitch again, right? Because then you have uh, Coco. Being the, the backup to Campana and then just go ahead and just pushing the pushing a uh, f- f- fat going out the door. Hey, or, man, thanks. thanks. Or or Coco beware is just going
2: to be like a sidekick with Leonardo Campana. You know what I mean? Like Coco beware. Top? Yeah. Two, it might go to up top like how like how Phil Neville had planned against uh, Orlando. Instead of having Bryce Duke awkwardly, that, that in the was top weird. Of
0: the- I, I don't know. I don't know why they did that randomly and then they switched it like five minutes into the game. There has to be something to that. I don't know if he, maybe he thought that that would change Orlando's tactics
1: before the game or something. Because that was just an odd thing to do. I got a question, just uh, real quick. I've never. What are your thoughts on two at the top period? Like I've never, I've never really been a fan of that either. Like I, like two two strikers. I've just never. I've never been cool. I just I don't know. Just like the spacing is always it's, off for any game it's, I've it's, ever seen, even it's European. Interesting.
0: It's interesting you bring that up because I'm also not a fan. I rather have two wingers on, on on the outside. But I will tell you that there's rumors that Luis Suarez is getting a lot of offers from MLS teams, which I think Inter Miami would probably be leading the pack in that. I don't know how we would do it with, with no DP positions available right now, but LAFC somehow got Gareth Bale, so I'm sure people can do some shady stuff but if we were to get luis suarez in the next couple of weeks i mean you can't just randomly bench campana so at that point you're almost forced to play two up top no well
2: i think i think that two up top basically says my strikers are not super fast no is to me that's what it seems like i mean if you have a striker That's super fast, then it's like, okay, I just want one of you up top because you could just destroy everybody in speed. But maybe you don't need as much
0: speed because you you just need to be able to position yourself and make good runs while you're in the box. Now you you need to have some one unselfish strikers so that they could find each other if necessary, feed off of each other, and make those runs. Um but back to Ben's point, I feel like when you have two strikers. I feel like it gets kind of crowded in there, and and mm-hmm. you have to have the the spacing uh, necessary. But with Posuelo pulling the strings, maybe it's something doable. Um, I didn't think that Luis Suarez was an option this summer, but rumors are saying
1: that it's a possibility. So, so my my issue that I've always seen to to give a little counterpoint, I think you need like a quicker like a quicker striker to to counterbalance with the with that slower striker for him for that like second striker to make the runs. To be like a support for that second, you know what I mean. But you can't have two slow strikers, and I. So I don't look at. We're not gonna get into it. We're like my 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 stance on Luis Suarez because if he wears this this beautiful pink here, it, it might change slightly. You know what I mean. But I, I can't give too much of that. But I I just don't. I for me the spacing of it has always been awkward, right? Because most strikers like to crowd the same lines, like to take the same alleys, same lanes. So it's, it's just always been weird where you need that quicker supporter striker for the main striker, right? You, so two of them can't play the same position because it just doesn't work. That's why, like, for in European, like, that's why you never saw Jovic ever play with Benzema. That's why you always see Wink, you know what I mean? Like, you need that 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 super striker and then the supporting roles where everybody knows there's pace. But it just it gets too crowded for me with two strikers. I just, I've never seen it be effective. With the Bryce Duke think it it was almost like he was playing a false nine, though, right? Because
0: if he was technically going to keep that position, he really wasn't going to be in the box as much. He'd be creating more above the box and maybe working his way into the box. Uh, I don't know who would be playing something like that if it was Luis Suarez and Campana, but I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Chris, you wanted to say something? I don't know, dude. When I play FIFA, I got two up top,
2: four in the middle, and four in the bottom. Like that's just the way that I got it set up. You play the empty bucket. You play four four two. I mean, whatever, dude. That's the setting it comes with, and the rest of no, the I, you know, no. you know what I she used to play it, with. Chris. I know can I could change, change it, it but like, like, why? I used to play the four five one or five four one, five four one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. That's
0: what you're. You're a Neville.
2: Yeah, I mean, but that's because I got yeah, Neymar, and I could just. This is you. This is you Burn right here.
0: Everybody. That's you. And no, that's only, not only me because Na- I would bring down instead of Neymar. Of- we got uh, we got Emerson running down the, the, the sidelines.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, the Kmart discounted Emerson. I mean, uh, <laughs> what's his name? Not Emerson. Kmart discounted uh uh Neymar. Yeah, and so I know that when it comes to like the records. Uh, you know, with MLS, one thing that I wanted to talk to you guys about, I mean, there's a ton of games left.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, You're halfway through the season right now. There's,
2: Yeah, there's still a lot of games left, so it's not like we're out of the discussion, and we still got a couple teams that are worse than us.
1: For sure. Just Like I said, we have a game in hand. Yeah, we just got to be careful with point differential. We can't get too far behind. Like, we got to hope some, they drop points too, right? Like, all right, I was what the sixth spot but you gotta you gotta make some movement here you can't you can't have too many draws are cool but like a couple more losses could completely then you gotta start winning games and it's it's hard it to rail the entire bro. season well yeah, look if please, we can yeah. pull off
0: a win against philadelphia we'll be in, we'll be in a good spot right because we'll make up some ground because we'll finally be even with games played and in reality we're beating the best team in the east and that would be a, a major confidence booster going into a game against charlotte which I believe might be ahead of us in the standings, also. But I mean, Charlotte doesn't really strike me as anybody. Yeah, Charlotte's right there in sixth. sixth so, yeah. so we'll see. I I'm looking forward to it. Me and Chris will be there, and uh, luckily Chris is bringing his son. So his son is almost like a good luck charm. Jose. Jose is undefeated, undefeated this season. So oh, okay, definitely good that he's he's bringing the good luck charm this you year. Just
1: bring him every game. I don't understand. Like, what what are you doing? I mean, like, his, I mean.
0: His wife might have something to say, to say
1: about you know. Yeah, I mean, like I can't fun
0: sprinkle.
2: Fun. I can't sprinkle the luck every game because then what happens if he, he loses? That's then that's, that's it. it. It's gone. I just got to bring they him can out. Choose when we your need spots. It. and that's we need back it. Back back and we need right? it this need Wednesday it. against yeah, the team that scored it. seven goals.
1: <laughs> For sure. God, that sounds like so much. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, seven. So, seven right? go. You seven have goals to sounds so much more than like seven. Seven goals just sounds so much harder. Like if you hear like 49-21, that's oh, crazy. Seven-nothing is hard, bro. Hard. Yeah. They scored I five mean, in they... the first half. Yeah. Oh, it's disrespectful. Yeah,
0: disrespectful. That, 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 that's it. They they pulled the reins in the second half, is what happened.
1: Yeah, that's exactly. All what right. Happened.
0: So uh real quick, Inter Miami Barcelona officially sold out. So that stadium will be jam-packed for Inter Miami versus Barcelona next week. Hopefully that means that somebody buys my tickets because you damn right I put them on sale. F you if you're judging me, I don't care. I think that Iguain is going to start that game, just because <laughs> yes. of Iguain.
2: Yes, I want him to sure. start that game. Yes, he's so going to start. One hundred percent. Yeah,
0: play you know what? good and and run him the ninety-five minutes. Go, go. <laughs> and let, I wonder, and I
2: wonder, and I wonder how that's going to fare for him, especially considering that he's had European experience. You know, I mean, are these guys gonna look at him like you're trash, guy, or are they gonna look at him like, oh, it's Iguain? Like, I wonder how it's gonna be. They've always you know? looked
1: at him like that.
2: I don't know, <laughs> this, man. Did this you, is did your you,
1: conscience. This is your you, conscience.
2: Did you see the video that I sent you about the history of Iguain and how well he? I mean, you I, guys got to check it out.
1: Hey, real hey Chris, I refuse to give any more minutes of my life to anything Iguain. <laughs> Respectfully. And, and thank you for taking the time out to send that to us. I do. I appreciate <laughs> it. But I only have so much egoing time in my life and it's been too long already. It's it's extra time and I'm Damien Lowe. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's what <my laughs> happened. Oh no, don't, don't do s- that. Don't do my man Damien Lowe like that. <sighs> <sighs> Listen, man, respect to him, bro. He was he was balling out in that game. He was. Yeah. Respect yeah. To him.
0: Oh anybody right. got
1: anything else? I mean, look, Nothing. I feel like uh I feel like the game that's
2: coming up. I think we'll walk away with a, with a, if anything, with a tie, hopefully a win. Mm-hmm. I look forward to the Charlotte game. I feel like we can definitely walk out with a win.
0: Um, We're a great home team. I have no doubt that we could be just about anybody at home. Philadelphia got me a little shook with that 7-0. And
2: let me tell you, I'm really looking forward to Higuain starting against Barcelona. Mm-hmm. But even more, even more, I know for sure Emerson is going to start against Barcelona too. <laughs> And I can't wait to watch that because
0: that's gonna yeah. be entertaining. Yes, yes, I, I'm Super also looking bonus. forward to that. I, I bet you he nutmegs Pique three times. I think Everybody so. He's nasty. He's nasty. Don't sleep on your Colu- don't sleep on He's the Colombian boy, son. Look, look, I'll, I'll I'll close it out with this. When we got Emerson, I knew somebody that's a big Mijonarius fan. That's the team he played for in Colombia, and they were conflicted on how they felt. Because they felt he had a lot of potential, but he had a lot of mature, uh, a lot of uh, maturing to do, right? Because he made, like we said, a lot of bonehead plays, a lot of young mistakes. And it looks like he's still doing them. Uh, and, and on this level, professional, there's only so many chances you get. He's probably going to get shit back to Colombia if he doesn't get his shit together.
2: Yeah, I think so. I agree with that.
0: Well, yeah, with you- that, was a pleasure. Episode number three. In the books, we'll probably try to get another episode in after the Philadelphia game where
1: we're celebrating a W. Right, right, yes. I think you yeah, yeah, yeah. confident. Sure. Yes, yes, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I got you know what? I'm gonna throw it out there. Two nothing. Okay. I like that.
0: I like yeah. that too. Two two nothing. I'll say two, two one. Nothing. Two one. I mean, the, this, one team just,
2: this team just scored seven goals. You gotta give them at least one goal. I mean, I'm
0: sorry, but they weren't playing against the dark knight. I think it's gonna be right. three two.
1: Three, two. Yeah. Miami takes the dog. I, I can't I can't give a shootout. I, if we get into a shootout, I don't see I don't see Miami doing uh, I, got two That's I got two. Goals. Drake ain't giving up two goals. Drake ain't giving up two I got goals. two nothing. I got two. I, I think uh, Philly comes in here confident, like, oh, we just dropped seven. We could do it against anybody. Then they see that mask, you're like, oh no, we can't even see we can't even see the net. You know what yeah. I mean? Respect a, a calendar, the mask, baby.
0: and calendar, I trust. Yes, sir. Let's see. Drake and calendar. Hasn't allowed more than one goal since May 14th.
1: There you go.
0: Oh, no, I'm lying. In June 19th. But that's when he got injured, I think, in Atlanta. That was, yeah, was when he got injured. Yeah.
1: Dark Knight Rise, so,
0: baby. In Drake we trust. Actually, let me say Calendar. That sounds kind of weird to
1: say Drake. In yeah, Calendar exactly. I trust. This, this all of a sudden, became a totally different Podcast yeah, yeah. if you end up with that. Yeah, no, yeah, that was weird. We just we just out here lover boying. That's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All, All
0: right, right, with that man. we're signing off. We will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace. Peace.